Welcome to a series of podcasts brought to you by Yale University. Recently, the Dean of the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies, Gus Speth, discussed the environmental challenges facing our planet. All we have to do to destroy the planet, quite literally, and I don't exaggerate, is just keep doing exactly what we're doing today. Don't change a thing. Keep putting out the pollution like we're doing today. Keep putting up the greenhouse gases like we're doing today. Keep consuming the resources that we are consuming today, and we will ruin the planet. On top of that, we know we are not going to keep doing uh, exactly what we're doing today. We're slated for enormous growth, and it can't be accomplished with the technologies that we have in place today. It's all got to be different. Agriculture is going to have to be very different. Manufacturing is going to have to be different. Transportation systems different. Energy systems different. Consumptions patterns different. And we haven't got a lot of time to make those changes if we are going to protect and preserve a decent planetary environment for our children and our grandchildren. Dean, you were President Carter's chief environmental advisor, and you ran the UN's International Development Program. What are the biggest environmental threats that we face today? Well, I think there are a long list of issues that are extraordinarily important, and that's an unfortunate fact because uh, it would be nice if there were only a short list to deal with or a short list of things that were deeply troubling. But in fact, it's easy to come up with 10 to a dozen things that are deeply troubling. I'd have to put at the top of that list the threat of climate change. I don't think it's a threat anymore. I think it's happening. And and it is extraordinarily uh, disturbing. With just this one degree Fahrenheit uh, global average warming, we're seeing tremendous melting of uh, glaciers, of Arctic ice, and endangering the, the polar bear uh, and other species already. The, the World Health Organization estimates that just this one degree of global average warming is uh, killing over 150,000 people a year through heat waves, droughts, changing the ranges of diseases and, and things uh, already. So it's just one degree of Fahrenheit's already caused a big problem on the planet. And we've just begun the process of warming this earth up. So I think that has to be at the the top of the list uh, of of challenges. Uh, I guess I'd put number two, we're really eliminating driving to extinction species on the planet today at unprecedented uh, rates in human history. Clearly uh, eliminating species at rates uh, perhaps in excess of a thousand times the rate that species do in fact go extinct uh, naturally. And it's mostly associated with deforestation in the tropics. The data are as follows. For over 30 years, we've lost an acre a second of tropical forest. So in just the time that it's taken me to utter those words, uh, we lost uh, another acre of tropical forest. Uh, The estate is dwindling. The estimate is that maybe half of the world's tropical forests have been cut at this point. And the rate uh, continues uh, very high, despite all the public attention that has been given to these problems. There's a wide disconnect between what needs to be done and how people perceive the challenges that lie ahead. Dean Speth, how can people respond to an environmental problem if they don't experience it directly? This is our dilemma. You know, the dilemma is that how can you wake up people? How can you wake up societies? How can you wake up politicians uh, to problems that are unfolding 
steadily but slowly and that aren't immediate in people's lives. They're a little remote from us. They're in other countries or they're down the road uh, into the future with future generations and not our generation. And yet these problems are the most serious of all. They're more serious than the issues that we dealt with far more effectively uh, in the the 70s when we did most of our environmental legislation. But those issues were easy for people to see. They were easy for people to relate to. They were in your face. They were in your neighborhood. There was a power plant nearby. The air was dirty. The water was filthy. And uh, the chemical waste dump was in your neighborhood. And and people understood those things. It was easy to grasp. And they went after them. And and we've made a huge amount of progress. But these more remote issues, uh, the more distant issues, the more chronic issues, they're the most serious ones. And we've made very little progress in addressing them. While it may not be obvious, huge changes to the planet have already occurred. How extensive are these environmental losses? I think we have a situation on our hands where we have already brought about tremendous losses of environmental resources on our planet. And the pace of these losses continues today. When I came to Yale in 1960, About 5% of the world's fisheries were fished to capacity or were overfished. Now that number is 75%. During that whole time, we've been losing tropical forests at an acre a second. And now about half the tropical forests are gone. About 20% of the world's coral has been destroyed. And another 20% is uh, severely threatened. We've lost about half the world's wetlands and a third of the world's mangroves. This is, this is tremendous problems. 90% of the large predator fish of the oceans that were once in the oceans are gone. And meanwhile, these resource losses have been joined with a, you know, the biggest threat of all, which is uh, climate change. And we have increased the concentration of the principal climate-changing gas in the atmosphere by a third by human activities. So these are huge huge changes that human societies have made. And the projection is that it's going to accelerate under sort of business as usual. In a business as usual world, the scale of human growth is is so enormous on the planet, but population, but even more our economic activity. When I um, was a little kid uh, in 1950, the size of the world economy was $7 trillion dollars. It had taken all of human history to grow that world economy of $7 trillion. Uh, Now, we add another $7 trillion of economic activity globally in less than a decade, every decade. To most people, these trends may seem overwhelming. How do we begin to address them? The only way that we're going to bring this extraordinarily rapidly expanding uh, human activity that we call economic growth, uh, into some lasting harmony with our natural world is to get very serious with what we here call uh, environmental management. This is the art and the science and the practice of bringing our human activities into harmony with the natural world. It takes a lot of science because you have to understand both the natural world and you have to understand people. And it takes a lot of art because these things will never be obvious. And the creative dimension will always be important in how you reach people and how you deal with issues and how you inspire people to act. 
But we've got to train a new generation of environmental managers, a new generation of environmental professionals. And I actually believe that these problems of the environment are so serious and so threatening that, that this area of environmental management will soon emerge as the priority in government, that environmental policy, rather than being a, a backwater, will become a, very much a, a priority for governmental action, for business community action, and citizen action. You can see that happening now with the climate issue. It's beginning to, to change. Dean, what role does the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies play in environmental management? You know, obviously, um, you know, it's trite to say, but you have to educate people. And that's what we're doing here. We're educating a new generation of people who can do a better job with these problems than, than my generation did. You also have to have leaders. And we're desperately uh, working to build the leadership that our country and the world will need uh, in the future. This is the paramount thing. Most of our students take what we call the Masters of Environmental Management degree. And we're trying to train people here in environmental management. I get asked a lot, what, well, what do you mean by that? Or what, what's that degree really uh, all about? And one thing I, I say is that, well, I think it's the most important thing in the world. And that's not obvious today, but it will be obvious very soon. Because the challenge of environmental management is to bring our human activities into harmony with nature so that they can be sustained and we can have both prosperous societies and you know, environmentally bountiful societies and protect the natural world while we're protecting our, our livelihoods and our economic activity. And that is a difficult combination to achieve. The Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies is above all else, uh, dedicated to this profession of environmental management and training our leaders for tomorrow's environmental challenges. Has the school re-examined its focus with the emergence of new environmental problems? Well, the, the school has continued to evolve. When I was at the Yale Law School, for example, there were no environmental law courses and that was in 1969. And when this school made its first big step to broaden itself and become a broad-gauged environmental studies uh, institution, that was a big step forward. But we're making another big step today because our ambition today is to be the world's first and, I hope, the best global school of the environment. The issues have gone global, and we have to go global too. We are adding uh, tremendous new capabilities in dealing with global-scale concerns like uh, climate change and also the issues that are predominantly problems of the developing world, such as deforestation in the tropics. So we, we feel that uh, it's very important to keep up with the times. This is a, an era of globalization. Dean, you've said that young people today are more interested in solving problems than protesting them. Tell us, how do your graduates put to use the knowledge and skills they've acquired? One very interesting example of uh, our student work uh, has been in this area of uh, dealing with climate change. The best things that are happening on climate change in the U.S. today are not coming out of Washington, but are coming out of the states. And in the northeastern states, uh, we now have in place a program to reduce greenhouse gases, uh, a rather ambitious program that seven of the northeastern states got together and put in place. 
uh, including Connecticut and including New York. Really important thing. The most important thing in the country probably uh, matched only by what California has been doing. And the good news is that our students have been heavily involved in promoting that activity, both at the state level uh, and at the regional level. Uh, we helped to craft the program that is now in place. Uh, and these were you know, students that had just been out of the school a few years. I've seen what our young people do when they leave here. After two years in our master's program or five years in our doctoral program, they go out into the world and, and make one hell of a big difference. Dean, you've been critical of your own generation's ability to solve environmental problems. Is there any cause for optimism now? I see things happening at the state level and uh, at the uh, city level. Over 200 cities in the United States have said they're going to implement the Kyoto Protocol on climate change. So things are happening uh, in the country, and it's extraordinarily uh, encouraging. We just need to uh, decide as a country uh, and decide, indeed, as a world, that we are not going to accept fate that leaves our world impoverished. Uh, that we're not going to accept these projections that show pollution levels rising and threatening our children and resources being destroyed and the forest being destroyed. We just are not going to accept it. If we make that decision, there's every reason to be optimistic that we can deal effectively with these issues. Thank you, Dean Speth. The environmental problems we face have never been more challenging. The Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies is educating the next generation of leaders who will help solve these problems. For information about the school, visit www.yale.edu forward slash environment or call 1-800-825-0330.